0: Welcome to Casual Swinger. If you're under 18, the following podcast is not appropriate for you. The subjects and language are for mature audiences only. If you're not mature in nature, just make sure you're old enough to vote. We don't take ourselves seriously ever. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any opinions or statements made on this podcast, our website, or our blog. It's all in fun folks, this isn't Dr. Phil. Now consider yourself the listener properly advised. Welcome back, everyone. This is Casual Swinger. I'm Mallory. I'm Mickey. Thank you for joining us on episode four. This is Hollow Swinging. It's the great hotel fail. Barley Crown.
1: The hell's a Barley Crown?
0: (laughs) We can't say Charlie Brown. Okay, so we'll say
1: Barley Crown. (laughs) Uh, That guy was a loser, too. (laughs) Right. Oh, wow. Are we really up to four episodes already? Four
0: episodes already? Yes, sir. All we
1: do is sit around and record podcasts. We really like hearing ourselves talk.
0: Yeah, almost as much as we have sex.
1: Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. I get some sex today, don't I? Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. It's not so anymore. <laughs> okay.
0: So That's what right. do we got lined up today? What are we going to talk about? We just uh, went over online presence.
1: Yeah, we did. We talked about the 3 Ps of creating an online mm-hmm. presence, but you know, we talked about how some expensive or how expensive uh, that can be, it right? Can. It can be on a lot of different websites and stuff. So what are some of the other ways that people can get together and meet people of like mind? So we wanted to follow up the 3 Ps with the different ways and the different places people could go to get together and and you know, around the country there's a lot of different ways, right? I mean, there's some parts of the country where you can't find a lifestyle club. Like, I don't know where we used to live. That's true. That's (laughs) true. We had
0: to, uh, really commit to it and, and
1: go two and three States away.
0: Yeah. Literally take a hike.
1: Yeah. So uh, we thought we'd talk about some of those different things, talk about some of the advantages and disadvantages of those types of things without referring really to anybody specifically, because we're not, you know, we're not attacking anybody. I think it's different strokes for different folks.
0: It is. It is. Yeah. Different venues for different people. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Definitely. So uh, as usual, we've got three segments for you guys today. Uh, today, we're going to talk about those different ways people can get together. And that's going to be our first segment. Second segment is going to be about hollow swinging in the great hotel party <laughs> fail. So we're going to tell you guys about it. a a Halloween of years past for us that kind of soured us on hotel parties for a while. A
0: little bit, a little bit, and how uh, different it is looking for levens during Halloween. Oh, yeah, looking
1: for levens. I almost got raped by Harley Quinn. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, and then uh, our last segment of the day, our special segment, we're going to do Cocktail Corner today and talk a little bit about the bourbon boom, and I think it's going to be kind of fun. So we're going to have a good time, and uh, without any further ado, we'll dig in. Let's do this. Absolutely. So let's talk about, you know, the different ways that that folks uh, can meet each other. And I mean, outside of online, right? We all know online, we've talked about online a bunch and a lot of people do it. Why do people prefer online dating? Do you think? Why do they like that?
0: I think it's because they get some insight to the people they're going to be meeting or potentially meeting, you know, right? Like a writing on the back of the bottle.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. So there's writing on the package that makes a little bit of sense. I think that's probably an an advantage and a disadvantage, right? Could be. Mm Because like we're going to find out later, sometimes people write bullshit on the package.
0: (laughs) Occasionally.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it gives people an opportunity to put themselves out there and be themselves like we talked about last time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think it also gives people an opportunity to be disingenuous.
0: Could It could. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone's different. Um, Some people aren't into the online scene so um, these yeah. other options out there
1: well and what about uh, the older generation folks that maybe weren't raised with a tablet in their hand right that actually went outside and did stuff
0: yeah or <sighs> or that are inundated with it like you know
1: right for i'm instance, so sick I of being am, in front of yeah. a fucking computer right yeah, now and yeah, I exactly do like else. i am
0: 12 to 14 hours a day so which is why you take ownership of the messaging side.
1: I'm in front of a computer, too, and it sucks. It's <laughs> okay, though, because I don't mind talking to all you guys. It's fun. But so, yeah, so we're going to talk about four ways that you can meet folks that aren't online. And mm-hmm. by the way, online can play into any of this. You know that you can catch somebody you know, online and go meet them in one of these places.
0: Right, and a lot of times you have to look online to find when these events are happening and where oh, right. to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. if
1: it's not a physical location. So those four things, those four different ways that people can hook up. First one is house parties. Second one is hotel takeovers. Mm -hmm. Third one is lifestyle clubs. Mm-hmm. And the last one is lifestyle resorts. So we kind of ordered those that way in in uh, order of how expensive they are to go to, because mm-hmm. not everybody has and, got the money for Yeah, this, and right? potential
0: accessibility,
1: yes. Yeah, and accessibility, right? So that, that's another thing. So let's talk house parties first, because house parties are the one that, I, I don't know, in my mind, went before I really got active in the lifestyle, they mm-hmm. scared me the most.
0: And they did me too, because it's such close quarters, there's really nowhere to run or hide, right? So you're almost expected to engage in conversation and and actually meet people where versus a club or resort, you can fade to the background a little more.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's hard to wallflower if there's nine people there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It makes it a little Mm -hmm. tougher, right?
0: So and there's there's pros to cons to, to that with us being extroverts, house parties. We're pretty much in our element.
1: Yeah, that's true. We, we do manage to find our way around the crowd and, and meet everybody pretty quickly. Uh, but, you know, the, the thing with house parties, I think, for, for me anyway, is that they're hit or miss, right, depending on attendance. If you show up and it's you and one other couple, uh, the party is pretty much it, it's really it's predicated on whether or not you hit it off with that couple. And then, and then it could be a really good party. <laughs> it could
0: be a great party. Right. <laughs>
1: or it could be, hey, this is just a date at your house, as it turns out. So yeah. and, um,
0: and we've seen a lot. Some of them are, you know, 8, 10, 12 couples. Some of mm-hmm. them are 50 couples. It really depends right. on People who's hosting. People busting
1: at the seams, right? So the highest party we went to down here.
0: Yeah. That was St. Patrick's something, Day, yeah.
1: That was mm-hmm. pretty cool. And I got to wear my hat, which I was pretty excited about. <laughs>
0: you love those hats.
1: Oh, yeah. that this, I have this big, obnoxious shamrock top hat that just, I mean, you couldn't miss me from 100 yards away way it was pretty cool and you know i think that that venue so i think and that's something i didn't i didn't put in our notes here but the venue plays a big part in the house party
0: it does is it
1: a good party house you know do they have lots of room do they have space for everybody is there bathrooms for everybody enough
0: bathrooms players make sure you always have enough toilet paper folks that was something (laughs) that was missing at the last one we attended
1: (laughs) yeah uh it was you know 150 people two bathrooms four rolls of toilet paper do the math
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah they had somebody in the hallway literally rationing squares i'm kidding they didn't but it was Depression pro- probably era. should have been a good idea to start the party with
1: yeah right this is yours it's your cleanup towel. uh no but it, it really uh i think house parties give you a better chance to get acquainted like you said it I does it, it, it's mm-hmm. a little more intimate uh, and, and again, and I think that intimacy does uh, create that hit or miss nature.
0: It does, and I and and this is just me speaking, but I tend to have a a much, much stronger vibe when I get there. Um, a, that connection is a little closer, a little deeper because of the the intimacy, the smaller venue. So for me, I've had better luck finding and obtaining partners.
1: <laughs> in that kind of
0: atmosphere.
1: Sure. So uh, like anything else, do you think knowing people uh, before you go to a house party makes Absolutely. it better?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, and again, this is another bias of mine. I prefer to get to know people before I act upon any of the, the sexual activities. Sure. Um,
1: so it's not like your first date.
0: Right. Exactly. You're
1: still a lady. <laughs> Second date, it's on. Now, what was that rule of yours? Was it three times or four times that you made people wait? It was, <laughs> I,
0: it was well, that was pretty standard three dates, right?
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it was look out. So you shaved your legs for the third date?
0: <laughs> it was my legs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So the thing about house parties that's that in terms of advantages is it can be a lot closer than a club, right? Because depending on where you live in this country, you may not have a club nearby. And house parties happen all over the place. So that was one of the reasons why we like house parties, especially where we used to live. There were no clubs within two hours of us.
0: Yeah. And I find them mostly in the groups and communities online. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And uh, special events, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, most of the websites we've used have those. Uh, it's also one of the most inexpensive ways to meet people because, right? They usually just collect up a donation at the door, donate for the party. Yeah, a the donation at doors.
0: A lot of times it's BYOB. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of finger foods typically involved. Yeah, people um, brought stuff. Chips, people bring dip, stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. So I think that was was pretty cool. Um, a downside, I think, for house parties is you know that there aren't a lot of play areas. So if you do have yeah, know, and it depends on the house. Depends and a three on the bedroom area. House.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But that all goes back to the house, right? The one that we went to—that house was friggin' huge.
0: Well, on the level of privacy available uh, around that house, we've been to a couple where, you know, they had neighbors right on top of them.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, being naked outside was a big no-no. And then we've been to. Especially that one.
1: Oh, yeah. You were cool. pretty
0: much free to wander and walk around in the nude and.
1: Yeah, what a great house. You so I yeah. think the house kind of makes the party. We keep going back to it. If you've got a great house for a party, you can have mm-hmm. one hell of a lifestyle party. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs>
1: they had a pool. They had, uh, I mean, the, the DJ was set up and you could hear the music all throughout the house. Uh, the only thing they had to do was take the doorknobs off the rooms upstairs because people kept shutting the door to the group room. Yes. Which, uh, and so that was a violation of the rules. So.
0: Yes. Yeah, so if uh, you guys are not familiar, and this goes for clubs as well, there are typically areas that are reserved for groups so that that voyeurism and exhibitionism can come out. And, you know, typically it's a bigger area. So more people can pile in and play versus two, four, maybe even six people in one room. You have 10, 12, 20.
1: Yeah. And so, so. You know, people turn around and sneer at you if you look in the room <laughs> and it's like, um, yeah, you're in well, a group it's just, room.
0: And that's a, that's a lack of education on what that purpose of the room is. So in a group room, typically doors stay open.
1: That's right. Or the window in our case, when we go to some of these, the big, you know, yeah,
0: the big window, the fishbowl. Yeah.
1: Right. So, well, let's talk about hotel takeovers because that pretty much sums up house parties. So hotel takeovers, which we're going to talk a lot about in this episode, because the great hollow swing fail Mm -hmm. uh, was definitely a hotel takeover that we went to. But what's your take on hotel takeovers?
0: For me, definitely Mm -hmm. hit or miss. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it depends on the group, on the location. Um, We've been to a couple. the, The hollow swinging. Which we'll get to in the next segment. Um, epic fail. One of the, uh, I think I had an out-of-body experience there at least three times.
1: I was terrified.
0: Um, yeah. So I, I think, and we didn't do a lot of research prior, so I can't really, you know,
1: say anything negative. Don't say at negative. the Bates Hotel, guys.
0: Yeah. So, um, but I I like the idea of having that many people in an area, because it's larger than a house party, smaller than a resort. Mm-hmm having an activity like a dance floor DJ dinner, um, all in that area and then rooms. Because it's not just the room you reserve on site, it's also the rooms that they open up, typically on what, a floor?
1: Yeah, well it depends on how big the party is, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes they have their entire an entire floor reserved for their for their group. And that's really a good thing. If the group is big enough that mm-hmm. they can take a whole floor because once you're on that floor the rules relax a little
0: yes. bit. Yes. Yeah. Cause like in, in the hotel, cause a lot of times they'll have an event in the ballroom. There's no playing. Oh no. Like, there's no nudity, no playing. Because no. you still have to abide by the rules.
1: Right. And you can have vanillas walking into that ballroom. Yeah. People happened. get lost
0: all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. And uh,
1: that's a little shocking to them when they come in, especially if it's an event where, you know, maybe the ladies have dressed a little sexy and they're, they're feeling it mm-hmm. and they walk in and you know, there's two guys with their hands up her dress on the dance floor and the vanilla walks in and goes and complains to the hotel manager, which is not a good thing. No, uh, that's exactly what happened in Tyson's uh, corner, of Virginia. There was a uh, hotel party back in the day and it was a really big yeah, that was big on the party. local news, wasn't it? Yeah, it right was there? a really yeah. popular Actually it was group. national news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of my favorite groups back in the time. Cause they had a great video that opened them up. I'm not going to call them out here cause you know, the people are still around and it didn't end well, but the police showed up. And, uh, it, it was bad. They the whole party got busted and broken up and they all lost their deposits in their rooms. And
0: yeah. Speaking of broken up, I'm breaking shit over here.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's throwing pens and stuff, but, uh, no. And, and that's actually one of the downsides for me, right. Uh, for hotel parties is it is very, it's very possible that it could be exposed to vanillas and,
0: and it, it, can, it may not be an entire takeover that hotel may, like you said, have, have rooms or other floors that have, normal people there
1: that's right so. and, and some people are in rooms that are right next door to normal people or vanillas <laughs> or business travelers yeah yeah uh, and and that could be a, a very scary thing um, typically hotel takeovers usually have a cash bar right? You can't do BYOB at a hotel. So that's kind of No, it's usually
0: against the liquor law, depending on what state you live in. But most of them will not let you bring in your own alcohol. And you know what? That's okay. It's a cash bar, just something. So if you know you're and you're going to a hotel party, make sure you got some bucks in your back pocket.
1: That's right. And, you know, we're talking about that because this we're kind of ordering these in in level of expense. And that's an expense you may have to be prepared for. Uh, Correct. You know, for us anyway, and some of the ones we've been to have been some pretty seedy hotels.
0: Yeah, yeah. I will say, you know, I think the majority leans toward the um, not as opulent hotels. And I think that's because of the agreement the groups that that book them, you know, have with the owners or proprietors or whoever's running that establishment. Because let's be frank, you're not going to see this at, you know, the Ritz-Carlton.
1: No, well, and the one that got busted by the cops was a Hilton. So, uh, yeah. and, and that, I mean, in in itself, right? They, the higher end the hotel, the more dicks they're going to be about, you know, right. certain things. I mean, because mm-hmm. uh, a seedier hotel is probably going to be happy to sell 100 rooms in one night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something they may not be doing that time of year, right? So, yeah. when you're putting these types of things together at a hotel, if you're trying to throw your own, own hotel party, uh, do keep that kind of stuff in mind. And accessibility is important, right? Off the beaten path isn't necessarily a good thing because. People might want to go to dinner first or do other things. right? Mm -hmm. uh, So all that kind of comes into play when we talk about hotel parties. Um, And the other thing I think that's worth mentioning is you can't party as late at a hotel party, right? Uh, Not in the common areas, but Mm -hmm. like
0: like you said, when they have that floor reserved just for the group Mm -hmm. in those events, then it's
1: kind of, however,
0: and then you always have your room too. Mm -hmm. So historically... We've gone down, participated in the cash bar. If we're partying after hours, say the party closes at midnight, which they usually keep it going at least till one, um, we go back to our room.
1: Yeah, we, we have a of, little
0: fifth or, 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 you know, if we feel like drinking and yeah. having a little extra nightcap.
1: It's kind of an unwritten rule, isn't it? That uh, swingers don't call the front desk on each other if they're being loud at four in the morning.
0: <laughs> uh, no, no, they stand at the door and give each other a round of applause or yeah
1: yeah like wreck on dude knuckles i don't know you're still fucking her now because (laughs) i don't want to hear it anymore can you
0: open your door we'd like to watch it sounds like you're doing good work in there
1: do you remember that one time ahito i yelled next door god's not gonna answer stop calling him (laughs) (laughs) holy
0: shit what was actually great was i'm over here going i've heard that joke a few times so i like chuckled a little they started laughing their asses off next door, and that was funny.
1: Yeah, I ruined it. I think I cost him his wood.
0: I don't know who's oh, you stole, but you stole someone's because well, they I was stopped so after tired that. Of
1: hearing it, anyway, he had been wearing her ass out. We had an early flight. I think we were leaving at like five or six the next morning.
0: Yeah, I think that was the last time we left on an
1: early Friday. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. We just pay for an extra night if we have to. Mm -mm, Mm -hmm. Fuck that. So So, anyway, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, so that's kind of hotel takeovers in a nutshell. I don't want to spend too much time there because we are going to get to that a little bit more talking about hollow swinging. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about um, lifestyle clubs.
1: Oh, yeah. My favorite. Mm -hmm. I think lifestyle clubs are definitely my favorite personally anyway.
0: Now, they're definitely going to be more expensive um, than your contribution or the, the money that you uh, spend when you go to a like takeover or the donation you may make at a house party. Um, so keep that in mind. It could be as much as $100 or more, depending if you're going as a couple or if you're going as a single. So yeah, I mean, well, mind. single
1: guys are going to pay a buttload more, right? Uh, single story, guys
0: are always the most expensive. It's the way it goes.
1: Yeah, that story. I remember we were talking about when that buddy of mine walked and I walked into that club in Vegas. I think we paid easily $100 a person just to walk in and walk around for a minute.
0: I think that's a minimum. I I think we've seen it as much as $250, depending on the city, the location.
1: Mm -hmm. And and if you had to pay for membership.
0: Yes. And the tier of the club, some of them are a little more upscale.
1: That's true. That's very true. And, you know, I think you're paying for something that's worthwhile when you do that, though. Uh, First of all. Uh, they do typically have rules uh, that are beneficial, right? Protective of women, that sort of thing, which we're mm-hmm. a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, they volunteers have volunteers and
0: security. Yeah, that staff mm-hmm. is usually
1: volunteers, but yeah, security volunteers people. Well, it to depends help on out. the club. People to clean, right? One of our favorite things about uh, about Taboo in Baltimore yeah. is
0: they had that, a cleaning crew.
1: Yeah, I mean, you come out of your room and they come in and sanitize that room before somebody else could have been it. Yep. We've been in clubs where they don't do that. Yes. Do.
0: And where you the, the person the last person in the room isn't solely responsible for cleanup. And I and most people do a fantastic job. But there are some out there that don't and oh, leave some God. questionable.
1: Remember that club behind? in Pennsylvania we went to where there was a puddle on one of the beds when we walked into the room? We were like, Oh yeah, they didn't yeah. clean their sheets, they didn't clean up, they just left. They're like, Okay, we're done. This is somebody else's problem now. Yeah. So that's yeah. a
0: and again, thing. maybe they were never told. Maybe they were never told. Uh, so. Well, then
1: they didn't get their tour, which means somebody failed, right? Yeah, and yeah. But I'm a fan,
0: so you know, I know that sounds really negative. I'm a fan of the club scene because I think it gives me the security I'm looking for, the temporary evening, right? Because you're not spending an entire weekend or thousands of dollars to go on a trip. There's not always hotel takeovers or house parties. So it's very convenient. And I feel, generally speaking, pretty safe there.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And what we did is we did the math. We said, OK, if we're going to go out to dinner and drinks and then and whether it's a movie or whether it's going out to you know, see a band. And we looked at what we would spend doing that versus going to a, a, a lifestyle club where it was BYOB. We spent about the same amount of money even if we Mm -hmm. stayed on site. So that's another advantage of lifestyle clubs. Number one, you can play on site, but number two, a lot of them have on site lodging, Mm -hmm. right? So a good example would be Secret Hideaway here in Orlando. They have on site, not only lodging, but you can buy a condo there you can yeah, actually you can own, own the room property
0: yeah you can own a room yeah on the resort mm-hmm. right
1: so that was really unique the first time we went to secrets i was like whoa check well, this shit out and
0: i found them really re- unique because we did a lot uh of visiting these kind of clubs in the mid-atlantic and the northeast mm-hmm. and down here it's they have pools and an outdoor courtyard and it's kind of a 365 yeah it was know, definitely as far as the, the most esque
1: of small clubs i had been to and by saying a small club i'm, I'm certainly not you know, being insulting. I mean, it's it's not enormous. It's not a you know f- you know fifty acres or anything like that. It's it's not massive. But they do have a bunch of rooms. They did have pools, and they did have a, their playroom and 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 the the disco, which is not a disco, it's a club. But whatever, you get my point. We I call it disco because we go to Edo, But
0: <laughs> and you just dated yourself. I know. No, no
1: not, <laughs> I'm not that fucking old. Oh my god. But you know, so when we talk about these clubs, um, one of the first things that you notice going into a club is they do require every club we've ever been to you to buy a member membership. Mm -hmm. And I think some people are like, whoa, wait a minute, what do I need to be a member of? Why do I have to give you this information? Mm -hmm. And that's because you're signing an agreement, right? You're signing an agreement to abide by the rules, not to be a douchebag. Yeah.
0: Follow the rules, use discretion, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's really protective. It's one of the things we actually like that that it protects you and the club, right? There's some indemnity in there for them that they're not responsible if, you know, you do something stupid. Yeah. You
0: try to jump into the pool from the second story kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. So I think um, that that's a good thing too. Yeah.
0: And a lot of them do the, the, I guess for lack of a better term, the try
1: before you buy. Right. The short term memberships, right. I think uh, pretty much most of the clubs we've been to do that. They say, Hey, if this is a, a one week membership and, and you can do this one time. And then, whatever,
0: yeah, and what, whatever you spent on that applies toward your total mm-hmm. cost of membership
1: if you choose to purchase it. Right. I think uh, we, we saw that the first time we ever saw it was TJ's in Pennsylvania, right?
0: That's true. And I think if you did not buy the membership, you cannot use that same offer again within like six months or a year. That's right. And then, that's yeah, that's pretty much like it. That.
1: So, and, and so, TJ's actually brings me to an interesting uh, point about these clubs. Okay. Shoot. They are in the middle of fucking nowhere.
0: Some of them really are. Right. I remember the first time we drove, and it was uh, two and a half hours, and we're passing
1: cornfields. Lots of them. I'm
0: looking for Malachi at this point (laughs) children of the corn are coming out, coming out forever.
1: Speaking of Halloween.
0: Yeah, and like I'm like we're like in Amish country, dude. Where I hear banjos paddle faster. Yeah. Yeah, but we pull up, and it was very, you know. undetectable to me. I would have never guessed. That was was the cottage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was the cottage. And that was
0: in TJ's, unless you know what it was.
1: Yeah. Well, and you could have
0: missed it because it's on that two lane divided highway right right. there by the water.
1: Right. On the Susquehanna. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we, so the funny part is I told you about that club. I came home from a trip and I happened to drive home off the beaten path because I thought it'd be cool to drive down the Susquehanna I passed it, and I'm like, that's a swing club. And I knew what it I was just know. by you looking at it. You must
0: have like this like, radar about you because literally if you stand out there, it looks like there might be a bar behind this wall, but th- that's it.
1: I just knew like something was. And so I looked it up, actually. And I said, hey, guess what? I found a swing club. Let's drive three hours to go find it, Uh which it was much sketchier. Right. I think we went to that one in a hurricane once
0: we did. We, sw- we spent the night there during a hurricane. And the which, power went out. Yeah.
1: You want to be sketched out at a swing club. Do it. Uh, have the power go out in the middle of a hurricane with the Susquehanna with flood warnings telling people to get the hell out of there. We're so stupid. Yeah. But we had a really good. Mickey's time. over
0: here, like, yeah, baby, let's
1: do it. <laughs> hey, if your if your wife says, "Hey, I want to go to the club and, and let's party," uh, you say yes. Hurricane, be damned.
0: All about making time. Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> no, I think that's exactly
1: what it is. But the point that we're trying to make is some of them are off the beaten path, mm-hmm. and and I think that's a little bit of that you know economic NIMBY effect. Nobody wants it, it in is. their backyard. It
0: is, and I'm not sure what kind of um, you know. I, stuff they may need from the local government or municipalities there Mm -hmm. apartments they have to never next door to a church they almost (laughs) never unless it's west virginia Um, in west virginia you can have anything yeah yeah literally we've been to strip clubs there that there's a daycare and church across the street That's hilarious literally um but yeah i kind of like that it's off the beaten path um because it does give another level of privacy
1: Exactly. And, you know, the other thing they do is they are pretty strictly uh, governing of single guys at a lot of them we've been to. Mm -hmm. I've been to ones that don't, that are all about the almighty dollar and come on in, fellas, here's your here's your handful of lube, enjoy.
0: Or the other side of that is they're providing the scene for the people that want that.
1: That's true, too, because mm-hmm. there so, are people that want that. Correct. And honestly, uh, we've met some really cool single guys that were totally awesome and were super fun to have around. So that's not a bad thing necessarily, but it is good that they have some rules to govern them in some places.
0: Yeah, and the fact that they have on-site play and a lot of them mm-hmm. are open to like 3 and 4 in the morning if you're not staying on-site
1: absolutely so the only thing i think that that weirded me out in terms of uh lifestyle clubs and it's always weirded me out is the buffet why do they all have
0: so i think that brings part of the value of being a member
1: right but i don't i don't want to go there and like be nomming on chicken fingers or so? somebody walks up to me and says, "Hey." I,
0: I know that's the perspective we had the first time like are we gonna find pubes in the salad like <laughs> what's going on here if there's pubes anywhere something's wrong <laughs> Well, that's kind of my point. I hope that never
1: comes that's back. Kind of my should point. never come back.
0: So remember when uh, I, we were at TJs for you know a weekend party? I think uh, Cassidy maybe have been hosted, or um, what's the other the group that used to host there? Uh, SLS it. had
1: a couple there. But SLS, the oh, uh, Friction was never there. Friction was hotel. Okay, parties.
0: so and I got I was I was I had been road soding like all the way there, so I had a great buzz, and then the she first was shit I was plowed, and that is not like me. I do not get that hammered and that that hammered that early. Except for
1: all those other times?
0: Oh, stop it. Not not a lifestyle club. Um, But someone brought me mac and cheese. And I I cannot remember this person's name. I wish I could because you literally saved my life. And it was delicious.
1: Well, delicious is always a good reason to be happy about something. (laughs) It was the
0: best mac and cheese I'd ever had in my life in that moment.
1: Yeah. So, okay, so that's a good reason uh, to have uh, a buffet and a lifestyle club. I still think I would look like an ass sitting there like just chowing down on chicken wings when I should be chowing down on you. Or somebody or,
0: else offered up on the buffet.
1: Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm an equal opportunity guy. I mean, if they all want to sit on the buffet, I will work my <laughs> way down the pussy buffet like a sport. New game: Oh, that sounds amazing. That's a great idea. So anyway, lifestyle clubs, a little more expensive, more private than hotel takeovers. Uh, they definitely have lots of events. a lot of times they're affiliated with local clubs or affiliated with online sites. so you can get some discounts, maybe discounts getting in if you're affiliated with one club or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of good reasons why lifestyle clubs are, I think are our favorite, and of course, the last and most expensive uh, of these that's worth really pointing out is the lifestyle resorts. Yeah.
0: It, it, yeah. You, we have to mention those. Sure. Absolutely.
1: And when we say lifestyle, we don't necessarily mean swinging.
0: No, no. Um, the open, more open-minded, all-inclusive resorts. Sure, like mm-hmm. clothing optional. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And exactly. of course there's lifestyle weeks. Mm-hmm. Some of these resorts where maybe you have a group booking that, that everybody that knows that they're getting into, that this is a lifestyle oriented event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, what are some examples of those? Obviously, Hito, that's where we mm-hmm. spend the Des- lion's share of our time.
0: Uh huh. Desire Pearls.
1: Mm hmm. NRM. Mm hmm. Uh- Caliente. Caliente. Here in, ta- in Tampa.
0: And the can- Tampa area.
1: Mm hmm. Paradise Lakes. Be another one in the Tampa area. Uh, so uh, there's a few in Florida is what we're saying. But Caliente, I think, is probably in the continental U.S. Um, next to, I think, Freedom Makers would be. Yeah,
0: Freedom Makers on the West Coast. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but Freedom Makers is a little different in the respect that it's like an RV community. you got to buy your way. It in,
0: is. It yeah. is. Is Yeah.
1: But uh, still, and I bet there's others, right? So if our listeners know of others and you want to throw them out there, we'll, we'll put them in the notes or put them in a blog.
0: Yeah, that's, that's actually an interesting question. So, yeah, any of our listeners, if there is a resort that you frequent or go to or have been to and want to give us some details. Um, We're making travel plans for our 2019 and 2020 Mm -hmm. years coming up. So we'd love to hear your feedback.
1: Yeah, we'll stop in and check it out and talk about it here on Casual Swingers.
0: Love it. And you can uh, send us those messages on www.casualswinger.com or you can find us as Casual Swinger on Twitter, Instagram, Cassidy and SLS.
1: She's so much more efficient at saying that than I am. (laughs) <laughs> so let, when we talk about lifestyle resorts, we know that they're more expensive, right? And the most expensive way pretty much to book with anybody that I've seen is to book directly with the resort.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, historically, I think that's probably uh, pretty accurate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it has seemed you get a better value when you book with a group.
1: Mm-hmm. So because, yeah, well, and it's kind of, you know, like you're fighting the forest Gump, Right. It's you want to know what you're going to get out of that box of chocolates. And when you go with a particular group, You do. You know what their thing is. You know what you know what they're into. I mean, groups have themes.
0: Yeah, typically some of them, some of them are more like the party. Some of them are a little more relaxed. Sometimes they have a theme like tequila, or um.
1: (laughs) is that our theme? That's really frightening. Uh, But yeah, yeah, it's you want people uh, you know that are of like mind, right? And I think I think you and I went to Hedo in August once.
0: We did. As a couple, we didn't go with a group. It was definitely, it it was, it was good for me being a first timer there because that was my very first trip. Mm -hmm. Um, and the resort was not as busy as it usually is the rest of the year. It was empty. It it wasn't empty. There were
1: 30 couples there. It was empty.
0: And 99.9% of them were hot.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, there were some really good like, people, but interestingly enough, we uh, we asked a particular couple, "Hey, are you guys on a lifestyle?" and they got all offended and they're like, "We're nudists," and we're like,
0: "Okay, uh, cool. yeah, the nudist Why group." There was a small group of nudists there, and you know, I didn't know the difference, and thought mm-hmm. you were cute, so I figured the polite thing to do was ask.
1: Yeah, well, um, and they were bitter and they they, they act like grumpy
0: nudists. Yeah, they
1: act like I was standing yeah. there jerking off, talking to him, which I wasn't that time. But no, it's, you know, I I think what it illustrates, though, is the value of groups beyond the almighty dollar, right? It's not just about saving money because you can save money by booking with a group. No, it's all, yeah,
0: exactly. It's Um, all about the value mm because there's a lot of extras that usually come along with going with a group.
1: That's true. Cat cruises and and,
0: um, hosted parties mm -hmm. and swag and freebies and giveaways. A Mm -hmm. lot of these groups do a ton of giveaways from Toys to clothes to merch to free nights to God you name it just about everything.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, and in, in and well, and sometimes right, your favorite podcasters are going to particular groups. Like swinging down under is going to be at Desire.
0: That's right. The same you week told we me We are
1: hosting at Hedo.
0: That's. Hilarious. I yeah. wonder if we can like get some communication going while we're both at different locations. Really that would should, be fantastic. you're
1: fucking awesome. I love those guys. So. I
0: love you guys too.
1: Yeah, and this so we were talking and I'm not gonna give away what they're doing, but we always bring stuff. You know, yeah. And they're bringing stuff for the folks that desire to. And when I found out they were bringing, I fell out of my chair laughing. So <laughs> uh, I think it's awesome. And But that's what I'm getting at, right? So whether they're into what you're into or maybe they're the folks you listen to and you want to go party with them and let them throw mm-hmm. you a party poolside. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's super cool. If you think we're cool, I can tell you where we're going to be. We're going to be at Edo. But this stuff is a blast. And these resorts, yes, they're expensive.
0: They are. But it, remember, it's also all inclusive. You don't pay for your food, your alcohol. And... Personally, I think Hido's really stepped up with the level of alcohol they're providing.
1: But not just that level of food, level of Oh, room. their food is
0: fantastic with all these. And a lot of these places have themed restaurants. Like they'll have an Italian place and like a hibachi grill and all these other things. So you're not just eating at a buffet every night either.
1: Now, I would say, and of course, at some some point we'll talk, you know, in detail about Hido, but uh, they're solid. Very forestall. soon. Very yeah, soon. Very We're
0: soon. four weeks away. Oh,
1: God, yes, we are. So we are going to have a Hedo conversation soon. And we're going to broadcast from Hedo. We are. So that'll be fun. But uh, that's, so yeah, that's a solid four-star resort. And, you know, the last thing about Lifestyle Resorts that we want you guys to know before the break, uh, these guys... Had the reviews are everywhere. Look at uh, TripAdvisor and, mm-hmm. and any other number of travel sites. You can see what you're getting. You don't see what you're getting with a hotel party. You don't see what you're getting with a house party.
0: Yeah, there's much more transparency because of the financial obligation that comes along with it. And it kind of goes against the norm when it comes to reviews because usually people only review stuff when they're really angry. You're going to find much more reviews about people and their experience and how much they loved it.
1: That's true. And what
0: they loved about it. And in that content, you're probably going to find what's going to suit you for your all inclusive vacation.
1: That's right. So, if you're choosing to vacation as a lifestyle, you can vacation where you want with the amenities that you want. And with the group, you can pick who you want to vacation with.
0: Exactly. So,
1: there's a lot of opportunity with lifestyle resorts, but that kind of puts a cap on four of the ways that you can meet people outside of just online. But don't forget, Online can augment any of those things, right? Absolutely, because if it's you complimentary. Book, yeah, if you book a, an expensive vacation to somewhere like Desire or Hito, you should absolutely find out who those people are before you go so you can start creating those relationships, mm-hmm. whether it's adult travel forum or mm-hmm. whether it's on one of the lifestyle sites.
0: Yeah, and some of the groups, um, they host chats mm-hmm. prior to the
1: trips oh, so right. ask
0: about that the if you're thinking about booking that's right mm-hmm.
1: and they have a, a and weekly so the chat
0: 30 Oh, the,
1: yeah that's right the mm-hmm. perfs do it too i love those guys so there you go guys resorts clubs hotel parties house parties there's so many ways to get together and we hope that you guys are out there doing it and you'll tell us about it uh Mallory, you want to tell everybody how they find us again to tell us?
0: Yeah, you guys can find us at www.casualswinger.com or as Casual Swinger on Twitter, Instagram, SLS and Cassidy. So uh but what about these holidays?
1: Oh. Are yeah. we
0: going to talk about uh some hollow swinging here?
1: When we yeah, come back? we are. That's right. It's Halloween time. There's pumpkins everywhere, pumpkin spice, underwear and god knows what else what what, are they gonna put pumpkin spice in my deodorant soon you can
0: put pumpkin spice in my bajingle
1: can i play with your pumpkin
0: yeah (laughs) yeah Um, but don't put pumpkin spice in my bajingle i just thought about that. That, that that sounds like a lot of burning
1: yeah burning burning bajingle yeah, no, not good God, that name's terrible. But no, you know, so yeah, we're going to talk about Halloween. We're going to talk about the holidays, right? We got, what is it? Hollow Thankmas, as somebody on my Facebook feed was <laughs> calling it earlier, because they're like, you know, Halloween's in a couple of weeks. The day after that is Thanksgiving, and that weekend is Christmas. It's basically how fast it goes. Yeah. But it is the holidays, so we're going to talk about lifestyle at the holidays. Specifically, we're going to talk about the disaster we had at Hollow Swing in a hotel yeah. party when we get back after the break. We're going to grab some water. We'll get right back with you. Don't forget you're listening to Casual Swinger. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Casual Swinger. Mal here with Mickey, and we're going to get into hollow swinging. This is the story about the great hotel party fail that we experienced.
1: Oh, God. It, it really was not <laughs> delicious.
0: This was interesting because um, Mickey came to me like two, three days before and said, hey, I got this great idea.
1: Here's this group, which was... I don't know that I want to call them out because okay. we're not you know, okay, but, but
0: it was a group. Though, it was a correct? group, yeah. Okay. It, was, it, was it was a, a group. group.
1: And in, in, in the state we lived in, there were no lifestyle clubs,
0: right? And in our thought process, hey, this is something much closer, and it's probably got that you know club feel to it. So yeah, let's give it a shot. And that's pretty much all the forethought we put into what to expect. Was, we I, went. I
1: really expected something similar to a, a lifestyle club. I really yeah, did. I, mean, I did too. They said yeah. they, that we pretty much had the whole hotel in their description, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, so I'm not really worried about vanillas or, or anything like that and in reality i really should have been more worried about the cockroaches <laughs> it was not the nicest hotel we've ever been to so Actually, there, was, there were bums outside that said that were, they would rather sleep under the underpass
0: there were and we weren't we didn't drive a super nice vehicle there by any stretch of the imagination but we were definitely worried we were going to come out with no wheels and tires on it the next yeah, morning i didn't want to walk home it, it wasn't was a short not ride. a good neighborhood. <laughs> So, but yeah, like I said, we only had a couple of days to prepare. So I'm running around trying to figure out costumes for the both of us. We didn't invest the time to really research and, and figure out what to expect once we got there. So no, not at all. It was and interesting. I gotta
1: say some of the things that I have done to poor Mallory over the years, uh, i they all happened from lack of preparation on my part for the most part like hey let's do this this seems like a great fucking you're, idea
0: you're a dreamer that's who you are now i love you for it and it does come with a warning label
1: oh yeah yeah some assembly required <laughs> requires constant required. supervision
0: yeah yeah
1: that that is definitely Definite on my warning supervision label. definitely on my warning label especially if i've been drinking tequila
0: Ooh yeah, tequila friends, that's for another episode.
1: Yeah, for another episode. So we decided to go down and see these guys on Halloween. Uh you know, it was a new it was a new club and we did all the, the right things, right? We found them on our uh you know site of preference and we tagged ourselves as going we tried to reach out and and find some people there was pretty much nobody from our side of the state that was
0: no no and you know we we tried to look at that you know with silver lining hey a whole new group of people this is you know greenfield for us
1: yeah well and and we also had this curse that i I mean that curse seems to have lifted since we moved but that curse was we can't meet people that live closer than two hours to us we just can't do it yeah so yeah, exactly. uh and, and that was that way for literally like ten years. So uh everybody, you know, that was that said they were going we're like, great, we'll be down, we're newbies, but we're not, you know, we can't wait to meet people and say hi and have some yeah. drinks and party and we, we uh we we were gonna br- we did bring our own booth for the room, right? But it was a cash bar.
0: Yeah, and we didn't know that. So I think we didn't maybe know. we That's should kinda of go over what we could have done better to prepare ourselves. One a little more research, looking at, you know, feedback from other people as far as hotel parties um maybe not showing up
1: early oh, as God, early we were as we the only did ones there. yeah <laughs> yeah i was like yeah. um well we had dinner and we're here and do do
0: yeah yeah <laughs> so. walking around aimlessly as the only people in costume that was pretty hilarious Uh,
1: we were worried that maybe we had mistaken it maybe it was the next weekend oh
0: yeah we did have that thought we thought we were at the wrong hotel
1: yeah we had that going on it 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 was literally a comedy of errors for us and and it happened i mean that happens to us all the time and it's usually like i said it's always my fault but you know we saw this hotel the elevators didn't work so we had to go up and down five flights of stairs
0: that's right We're on the fifth floor that's right, and using the elevators to get to the ballroom part of the party because we had to walk down the hall to use the other set to get to the other side of the building. Mm-hmm. And remember when we got off and it had the um, the ceilings with the holes? What do they call drop ceilings? Oh yeah, and all the wires were hanging out. And I'm like, is this decoration? Because it looked super creepy. Because all the lights were out.
1: and oh, The, the hall. Shining is less creepy. Yes. Yeah, it, exactly. It, it was, and I, we, it could have been decoration, but again, then one of the roaches rang, by, you know, went by with the maintenance <laughs> man riding it. And I was like, Whoa. well, the mouse traps in the hallway gave it away. Oh yeah. Mouse traps in the yeah. hallway. I forgot about that. Which, I mean, I'm glad they're catching them. So. They could have made them pets.
0: So, it, the, and that's all in hindsight, you know, we're, we're optimistic. We're going to go meet some people and have a party and, you know, maybe these are like decorations, so.
1: Right. So we dipped out for a while, went and got some dinner, uh, complete in our Halloween costumes, uh, because we were early. And that, that that is a rule for life. Don't show don't be the first ones to show up to the lifestyle party. <laughs> but we um, learned
0: that lesson in high school, didn't we? Uh, like come
1: on. What were we thinking? You were having sex. <laughs> you were too busy fucking in the back of a van. Me, I was actually the one that was showing up at the party going, Well, I had pizza
0: <laughs>
1: But Hey, no, that
0: van had a fold down bed in the back
1: buster (laughs) well
0: it was very convenient
1: i didn't have a fan my car was a piece of shit so if you guys heard that noise just now, I apologize. That was the dog desperately trying to get into the room. Uh, he hears us in here talking, and
0: he yeah, that was a great idea. Slightly codependent,
1: right? Well, you know, you try like crazy to find a time to record when nobody's around, and the dog goes, "I'm still here." <laughs> That's what. <laughs> Don't happens. forget
0: me, guys. I'm your special guest today.
1: That's right. Casual Swinger is all about real life, but hey, back to this party. So we get, you know, we came back from dinner, and what did we find? What we found was. It was full, right? We were only gone like two hours and all of a sudden everybody showed up and there yeah. were costumes everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then we're like, heck yeah, this is going to be awesome. Look at all these
1: people. And I think that's where we learned like the biggest lesson about swinging on Halloween, especially somewhere where you don't already know people.
0: You can't recognize a damn
1: person. Uh-huh. Like we had all these people that we tried to talk to online before we went to this party. We did the right thing. Yeah. We tried to make friends before we went. Well, I, you weren't dressed as the fucking Joker on your profile.
0: No, and it, exactly. There was, an, we didn't even think to ask that question. What costume are you going to be wearing? And no one asked us either. So.
1: Good fucking thing because we didn't know.
0: Yeah, I, I called that one couple by the wrong names all night long and they never corrected me. And I feel like such. until the end of the night.
1: Well, and so was that Sid and Nancy? Because you kept, you called him Sid all night long.
0: Yeah, I called him Sid and Nancy because I didn't know what their names
1: were. Oh, that worked.
0: But it turns out. We had introduced ourselves online to them.
1: Oh, well, that that helps. I didn't, yeah, well, I've been hit in the head a few times. I don't remember them at all. But uh, until, of course, Mallory mentioned them, but.
0: And that's not their names, by the way. Sid and Nancy is a, uh,
1: was what they were dressed as. Yes, exactly. That's, yeah, they were dressed as Sid and Nancy. But they were from like South Carolina. I mean, they were, yeah, they were pretty fantastic. far away.
0: Yeah, they were awesome. Like we said, we can't
1: meet a couple that lives closer than 300 <laughs> miles. We hit it off. And, and Mallory, I, I think she kind of wanted to get into his leather pants, but.
0: Oh uh, yeah, uniforms and tight mm-hmm. pants.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, and it's not she was like pretty cute too. Couldn't see his George Saint Pierre package on the front there. I mean, who said I couldn't see it? You I know, you were <laughs> talking about it all night long. You're, so there's an upside to Halloween, right? So the thing about Halloween and swinging, and the reason why we we talk about this in this episode is you really you know it's hard enough. To gauge the person and compatibility and things like that, if you don't know the people you're going with, Halloween's not the time to go try to meet people because everybody's putting on a different face and you're already trying to figure out which one they had in the first place.
0: (laughs) That's a great point. That's a great point. And I think it does. I think maybe that holiday does bring out people in a more rare form.
1: So. Well, and I mean, you want the ladies to vamp it up and sexy it up and look great and feel good about themselves and get out and dance and shake it and, you know, show us what they got. Uh, but these Halloween costumes and a lot of the Halloween costumes that these guys are in, these Halloween costumes are, they're just not representative. They're just not representative of, of who and, and what they actually are. I mean, for example, I got chased by Harley Quinn.
0: Oh, yeah, that's Right.
1: Yeah, and she was very aggressive.
0: She was. She had that huge, oversized hammer she that she kept trying to uh, hit you with.
1: Uh, and I don't know why she wanted to beat me to death Dude, with she
0: it. laid eyes on you, and it was it was on.
1: And yeah. And she had the Joker with her, too, right? The, she literally had yes, the, the Joker. Yes, yes. And,
0: I mean, you know, I had to, uh, you know, politely decline a few times, but it wasn't um, aggressive. She was definitely much more aggressive with you.
1: Yeah, she she put her hands in places that I well, it was the, really smacking me with the hammer got old. Yeah, uh, she chased me around with the hammer a lot. And, yeah. and I, I think it was more representative of he had decided he really liked you and he wanted her to occupy me. It was it was more the the picture that I got. because mm. She and I really and
0: th- that's I don't I wouldn't like that. That wouldn't be cool for me.
1: No, she wasn't cool for me. No. I don't like getting hit with, <laughs> with hammers, even if they're big fake hammers. Uh, but that, you know, and that, so that's the kind of thing, uh, you know, maybe it inspires Halloween, brings out the crazy. It brings out the, the, the wild side of people. And that's not such a bad thing, right? But, no.
0: And maybe, you know, we're going to have to go to another Halloween event um, at a club here uh, before the end of the month. So maybe that mentality be a little different because the venues change. So I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what happens.
1: Yeah, and we've been to this place a few times too, right? We so this have. is a Halloween party at a club that we've been to, right? And yes. I already mentioned them in this episode. It's I'm mean, it's secrets. So they're having a, a big Halloween bash uh, the weekend of Halloween. So we're gonna get down there and, and check it out, and uh, yeah, it's I think it's gonna be pretty cool just to see you know if that play what that place looks like full because we've been there a bunch of times. And there's a lot of empty real estate every time we go down there.
0: Yeah. And it, it really depends on, I think, the party nights, right? Exactly. Well, so. that's what they tell
1: us. They kept telling us, you know, come back come back when it's crowded. Come back when we have a takeover. Come back when we do this. So we are going to go back because they the, yeah. they're partnered with Fair Villa, who is, that's our favorite store.
0: I love Fair Villa. I'm lucky enough to be uh, close to literally walk into one of their stores, but they're all over the place. They're even uh, down in Key West. Exactly. Um, we yeah. have a friend who makes speeded outfits and they sell them there. Yeah. I don't know if I told you that earlier I saw it on
1: Facebook. I saw she she posted (laughs) that. So that was super cool. But so Halloween, uh, you know, when you do a hotel party on Halloween, the party shuts down early. Like we said, the party shut down at midnight. But this top floor was totally reserved for us.
0: It wasn't. And it ended up being a good thing that they did that because it shut down at midnight. And, like, you couldn't get into the ballroom. You couldn't get a drink. So everyone eventually migrated up to this one floor. So... Plus side, they had space for everyone that was pretty much all night long until the rooms got shut down and they were all themed. Right? Yeah, they,
1: well, a lot of them were themed, right? Yeah. But they were all open, more importantly. Yeah, all, yeah. So it
0: was it, was it was an 30 open,
1: playrooms, basically. Yes.
0: And yeah, and they like you said, they each had a theme. It was really hard to navigate, though.
1: It Well, yeah, because it was one long hallway with 300 people in it. Mm-hmm. And from my perspective when we got up there, you know, we hadn't, we'd only made, you know, maybe a couple of friends because we were having a good time talking, but it was a little crazy. And a lot of people as usual know each other. Doesn't make it clicky, just means they all knew each other already. So there were a lot of groups standing around talking and which is hard to break into those groups in the lifestyle, right? It is.
0: It is. And I think like halfway down the hallway, we started yelling fire marshal coming through just (laughs) to make a little extra space to get by.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, and it's, uh, you know, you know, any anything you gotta do to, to get somebody to get out your way but we're talking about small hallways and, and not a high-end hotel and if you've ever been in a not high-end hotel you know what I'm talking about but those rooms that were open Uh, I think they weren't really welcoming, especially for women, right? Because there were a lot of guys that were piled around the doors trying to see what was up.
0: Yeah, and there was a lot of um, guys or couples just sitting around waiting for a show to take place, maybe on a bed or a pole or I think they had a sex swing in one. And I think it set the stage for if you're an exhibitionist, that was a perfect venue for you. Sure. But if you're not, but you wanted to maybe play with your partner or group of people, it wasn't exclusive to a group like a... A uh, club would be where you can go into a separate room that's still part of the quote-unquote party.
1: Well, and I think the the other thing that is a big deal, honestly, is if you are not the sort of person that is into anonymity, meaning I don't want to know who you are. I just want to take you. I want you to take me. Uh, Halloween's a bad time to go out and, and swing because... If you need like you, you like to know the person and and like the person and trust the person. You don't want random zombie one, two, three, you know, to jump you from behind.
0: Yeah. And I think I've gotten more tactful at um, addressing the situations when they come up because you have to be honest. You have to say no. But I think you're right about the anonymity
1: yeah it's it's just something that i think about i don't know that i've ever really seen it happen we didn't see it happen there they were super nice people and they worked really hard to put this party together Mm -hmm. and yeah the hotel was sketchy as hell but i can tell you i looked to see where they were having their halloween party this year they picked a new hotel
0: good for them so I'm pretty Excellent. excited for them
1: that they got the message that, awesome yeah that hotel good was news. not awesome but so kind of getting on to the last piece of this segment before we before we close up this segment and move on to cocktail corner so why do we think that Halloween is not a great thing I obviously I think the anonymity part of it it's hard to get to know people when they're trying to be somebody else-hmm uh, I mean Halloween's fun but it is
0: it is fun but it set the right expectations it may not be optimal for meeting people that person or persons to
1: hook up with. I agree. And uh, so the last thing and the reason why it was a true epic fail, I think, that really, really (laughs) put it over the top for me anyway (laughs) Is, is the
0: fact that we didn't get any sleep that night? Yeah, well, and I didn't, I,
1: I Clop, got plop. laid, like, we, we we fucked, but we didn't, like, we didn't hook up, it was it was expensive, it was a long way from home, it was a mess, I was in a bad mood, and then, my daughter at the time was big into My Little Pony. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was a thing. As kind
1: of an older kid, like, it was very weird. Everybody was into My Little, like, all a of her lot, friends were yeah. into it, and they, they called themselves, uh. Oh, goodness. What did they call themselves? They called Bronies. Bronies, that's right. They were bronies. Oh, they were bronies. So we thought this was the dumbest thing we'd ever heard in our lives. No,
0: not dumbest. It dumb, was just
1: dumb.
0: off. Not mine. <laughs> that weird. Yeah, okay.
1: Okay. I'm not going to argue it. It was weird, but and I only mean, because her boyfriend had like my little pony tattoos and stuff. I mean, it was very strange. Okay.
0: Uh, Multiple ones.
1: Yeah, but, and, yeah. We
0: digress, but we had uh, neighbors, right? That yeah, were bronies? the people in the
1: room next to us yeah. turns out were bronies. And the only reason we knew they were bronies is because they were dressed as ponies. For this party
0: Yes Yeah And the, it was a uh, triad With two girls And they walked around um, Which I thought It was part of the costume But it turned out oh, no, Being There pugs. were two couples
1: There were four people Are, Oh
0: really There were You just I didn't really? see
1: him At first When he finally came out He was dressed with hooves The whole shebang Like he was So kind of com- like
0: The furry thing too Oh yeah Ah. And which
1: I'm not mocking this because I
0: remember catching the girls in the hallway and they had the plugs with the tails and I was like, oh, it's not part of their costume. Uh,
1: yeah, it was actually up their ass, which is awesome. I mean, I guess they like, they're having a great time. Took this thing to the next level, oh, next yeah. door to us. So <laughs> as it turns out, bronies have a thing they do. They call it clopping.
0: Yeah, we learned that from this experience. We had no idea what it yeah, was. my
1: daughter told me what the <laughs> word was, which is why I'm still fucking horrified. Uh,
0: sex it. positive.
1: I'm sex positive, but I'm sex horrified <laughs> at the same time. this was my kid telling me that they're pretending we, to be horses and fucking.
0: Yeah, well, that's what threw us off because, I mean, they, I mean, they put it down for hours. I think it was close to 5.30 in the morning when it finally died out, down enough for us to go to sleep. And, but we literally heard them neighing oh yeah. next door.
1: Yeah. Oh, my, oh, my God. Yeah,
0: it was, it was interesting. I, yeah. ex- <laughs> I looked All at right. it as a learning experience. was giving it to Wilbur. I looked at it as a learning experience. The thing that,
1: that, that I think for me, I mean, at 4.30 in the morning, like we said, swingers don't beat on the door, right? We don't yell at each other when we're having a good time. Uh, but the thing for me was when he was doing the winning because she was giving it to him. And I was like, whoa, man, way to go. And they were full on horseplay. Yeah, and I. Uh, yeah, that
0: term was never the same after that
1: for us. <laughs> no, when someone really says wasn't. horseplay,
0: we still giggle.
1: Yeah. And, so. and, and at that point, I was like, "Wow, I really just can't wrap my head around this." But I, I support him. I love. I mean, next day, next morning, I gave him knuckles on the way by. I was like, "Nice work, guys." Five in the morning. That's no bullshit. You guys killed it. Yeah. So, uh, but it's still so. Anyway, wrapping things up. That's Halloween for you guys. That's the end of this segment. We're going to come back after a short break and we're going to get into my favorite section since we did (laughs) Mallory's Toy Box yesterday. I just said box really specifically because I love Mallory's box box but we're going to talk about my favorite segment which is cocktail corner and we're going to talk about my favorite liquor and drink that we make from that liquor so we're gonna talk a little bit about what's going on in the country when it comes to that and we'll be back soon you're listening to casual swinger
0: Hey, guys. Casual Swinger back for my next favorite segment on our show, which is Mickey's Cocktail Corner. And I emphasized cock that time because I'm a big fan of yours.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of your tail, so it really works out.
0: (laughs) So just to preface this segment... Uh, Mickey here is a connoisseur of fine bourbons. Um, so he's going to go over some tips, some history, some drinks here, and uh, I'll let him take it from here.
1: That's uh, a really nice way of saying your husband's a drunk. <laughs> so, uh,
0: well, I mean, I'm, I am a big fan of a fine bottle of bourbon and I, I think I had the same school of thought of you when it comes to that. I'm just a little, I like my vodka too. I like some gin. I definitely sure. love my beer.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, wine. I'm definitely more of a bourbon guy. But, you know, one of the things we're going to do in this segment for you as time goes on is we're going to bring in some experts, bring in some bartenders, get yes. their favorite drinks. We're going to do some interviews for you on this because I think Cocktail Corner is an opportunity for us to expand our taste buds. But let's talk a little bit today about bourbon in the United States, right? So bourbon is as, as far back as 1999 was at an all time low. Like In 1999, bourbon was one of the lowest selling spirits in the country. Yeah, And you- this year...
0: It's, it's never, risen to
1: 1.5 billion dollars. Yeah, sales.
0: there's been a, a it's like a trend now.
1: Absolutely. So this bourbon boom that we're seeing is really the fault of two companies. Four Roses and Jim Beam. Four Roses was acquired in 2002 and for the previous 50 years hadn't really been sold in the US. Jim Beam was sold in 2014 for 16 billion dollars and more than half of their inventory ends up going overseas. Wild Turkey was sold for five hundred and seventy-five million. Just a couple of years after that,
0: my first dance with the bottle was with Wild Turkey.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's just nuts. So when we talk about uh, Four Roses, Four Roses was pushing uh, bourbon to Europe and Asia, right? Wild Turkey was pushing to Italy. So almost half of the bourbon that's made in the United States today is shipped outside of the country. It's actually a massive export for us, which is where the boom is coming from. It's really not on fire here in the U.S.
0: So it's an export.
1: It is. It's a massive export. Wow. And most of the bur- well, most of the bourbon brands that we buy, that, and so there's this craze right now in marketing, and we're big into marketing here in this house. It's a big part of what we do. But the, the marketing push on bourbon is what you're seeing. Most of the bourbons you buy aren't made by the company that you're buying.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because, I mean, and it doesn't always say on the back of the bottle. No. And we talked about this, I think, two years ago when we started to see less and less of our personal favorites Mm -hmm. on the shelf. And we said, did they really make a demand to limit the supply? Yeah, and
1: in some cases they do. Yeah. So they, they, they are a limited release. And, and part of that is because of the boom, right? You can't find certain things that you want because, uh, you know, they only have so much of it that is that is in these houses that they're called. They're called Rick houses is what they mm-hmm. store bourbon in. And so these giant Rick houses full of bourbon, there's only so much of it. And so if you remember a few years back, Maker's Mark said they were going to water down their bourbon because they were selling so much of it that in order to keep up with demand, they needed to water it down. They had a huge backlash from this. It was massive. Uh, So what has really grown is something called wholesale distilleries. So wholesale distilleries are responsible for a lot of the brands that we actually buy and like. Uh, Boulet would be a good example. Widow Mm. Jane would be a good example. I do
0: love Widow Jane.
1: It's delicious, but if you look at the front of the bottle, it says uh, how it's uh, the water comes straight from the Widow Jane Well. It comes from the fucking Hudson.
0: <laughs> so what a good analogy be? um these uh, paper manufacturers that make, let's say, plates and, towels and napkins and stuff where they sell them to other companies like grocery stores to put their own name on. But it's the same thing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So what happens and and this is my point in all of this. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Widow Jane here in a second, because there's an NBC News article that you can find in our synopsis that NBC News article talks about Widow Jane as a particular brand that has marketed small batch and craft as an excuse to charge $90 for a 750 milliliter bottle of bourbon. And what I'm trying to encourage our listeners to do is follow your taste buds. Don't follow names, marketing names. Yes. Right? Good brand's a good brand. Where the whiskey came from is not the point.
0: I agree. So if you're dipping into the waters and want to try something new, flights are a great option. And do a, do it blind. That's right. A bartender
1: loves to give you a flight. That's right. Surprise me. Show me something new. Yeah. And don't be afraid to try it neat or on the rocks. And yeah, you know, I got some. Go ahead.
0: I I'm a purist. I think if I we're gonna try it new, it has to be neat, or on the rock, or, le, or chilled is okay. On the rocks, I'm a little. Yeah,
1: eh. when it comes to drinking, guys, Mallory's dick is bigger than mine because she <laughs> she drinks her bourbon straight, no ice. It's like. Uh, I got to put a little something into it to, to touch it up. Uh, I love my bourbon. I really do. And so what that brings me to is, and I'm going to show you that article, but when you look at these brands, when you go out there and you're doing your shopping and you're saying, what's good, don't fall for what the label says. Look at some reviews, go online and see who's drinking it, how and why you're going to see things like straight up whiskeys bourbons why is it a whiskey versus a bourbon we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that on another cocktail corner one day about whiskey versus bourbon and then there's also rye and there's lots of different types of rye. i am fairly partial to rye and you're going to find out about that when we talk about the actual cocktail as part of this cocktail corner uh so what's the word cocktail right well somewhere around 1800 the word cocktail meant hair of the dog it was a morning drink that they made with liquor alcohol water sugar and bitters It was medicine. The word cocktail meant medicine. It was the hair of the dog to cure a hangover. And it wasn't really supposed to be delicious. And later in the 19th century, it expanded the word cocktail to encompass just about any drink. Any mixed drink. Any mixed drink, right. Yeah. And since then, the old-fashioned literally means the old-fashioned way of making a cocktail.
0: That's so cool. And that's a very popular drink in this house.
1: It is. That is my favorite drink. And it is... The modern contemporary expression of my favorite drink. So we're going to talk a little bit about the old fashioned. So in the old Fashion, I like three brands. Now I like my old fashions a little sweeter. I'm going to start by saying there's no wrong way to drink your booze. Nope. I learned this from an Irish bartender, a legit Irish bartender in New York City. I apologize for the way that I ordered my drink. And he said, why would I be angry at you for how, and I can't do his accent, I'm not even going to try, but I love this dude and I still know him to this day. He he said, why would I get angry at you for the way you drink your drink? You're drinking it, not me. He said, I'm going to make it for you however you want it. But if you want a suggestion from me, I'll give it to you. So a great bartender uh, and I'm going to tell you, this is how I drink my old fashioned, but old fashioned in its purest sense for example, doesn't have an orange peel. It doesn't have cherries. It doesn't have seltzer or water of any kind, and it isn't shaken. So when you see, and and, and you can tell when you order an old-fashioned, if you order it at Applebee's or Ruby Tuesday's, it's probably gonna be shitty unless they hired a really good bartender because their book tells them to put seltzer water in it or or something in it to break down that sugar, and that's what it's for. But what goes in an old-fashioned? It gets two ounces of bourbon, a teaspoon of sugar or a sugar cube, or simple syrup. Simple syrup works much better than either the sugar or the sugar cube because the sugar cube is going to require water to break it down.
0: And and some muddling, and I prefer simple syrup that's made from brown light brown or dark brown sugar versus
1: white sugar even better Mm -hmm. even better a brown sugar simple syrup is fantastic two dashes and by the way a dash is not a unit of measurement use your best judgment based on your taste but orange bitters is my preference other types of bitters will work for you but i prefer orange bitters and a cherry now by the way use good cherries maraschino cherries are chemically red they're disgusting Maraschino cherries, any self-respecting bartender doesn't use those. My recommendation for cherries is the Traverse City Whiskey Company makes.
0: Oh, they're so good. I mean, they're like candy. They're dark, dark red. These cherries are picked in Michigan and preserved and canned right there in Traverse City. That's
1: right. They're going to cost you about 20 bucks uh, for a a can of these things. But But well worth it. And I
0: think we get probably, I don't know, 40 drinks out of one can.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a shitload of cherries in there. Uh, So one cherry, will get it done. They are super sweet. And that orange peel for garnish, what you do with that orange peel, you peel the orange and you rub it around the edge of your glass. You can drop it in if you want to. You can take an orange slice and give it a little squeeze again if you like it sweet. Now, why I said if you like it sweet, I do like my old-fashioned a little sweeter. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you like your old-fashioned a little sweeter, use a rye bourbon.
0: Yes, because it, it'll it'll capture those flavors from the sugar and from the cherry, absolutely, and, and bring brighten them that up for you.
1: That's right. It'll bring them forward. And my favorite three ryes, uh, in order, are Whistle Pig 12 Year. Whistle Pig is a phenomenal, mm, so good rye out of Vermont. Absolutely fantastic basil hayden dark rye which is a very sweet rye
0: it is and it's not my favorite in old fashioned because it's too sweet for me but i love it on the rocks like yes. as an after dinner drink
1: oh. i actually drink it straight that's one that i drink straight because it it's so it's good so
0: smooth
1: it is and then of course last but not least the high west double rye
0: this is, is one of my favorites absolutely um, I, awesome. i've become a big fan of high west the burr rye the double rye the that's Rendezvous right. rye, they're all good.
1: They are. And the one that you can get on that list the cheapest is the Basil Hayden Dark Rye. Uh, across the East Coast, up to the, you know, top to down, or north to south, top to bottom, you're going to get that somewhere in the 40 to $49 range. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: the
1: right others right. are a little more expensive. Whistlepig's about 90 bucks, and High West is about $60. Yes. Uh, but those are good, good, good Well, I think the Rendezvous
0: rye is a little less Rendezvous
1: expensive. is a little cheaper. You can yeah. actually get the Rendezvous rye a little and cheaper.
0: That's great. And it's I will drink that one straight, too, but I do like mine with a little more bite. So
1: So what you've got here is a recipe for an old fashioned, right? Two ounces of bourbon, a teaspoon of sugar, two dashes of orange bitters, a cherry and an orange peel around the rim. Give it a stir and you have yourself the original cocktail. And I thought that was a great way to start our first cocktail corner. I love that.
0: Oh, I learned something new today. I hope our (laughs) listeners did too.
1: I hope they did too. Now, you guys have been with us for a full hour now, so we're going to close this thing up and thank everybody for joining us for episode number four, four already, of Casual Swinger. Tell me, Mallory, do you have any idea what we're going to talk about in episode five?
0: I think I want to make it a surprise. Uh I'm not sure. Should we go ahead and tell them?
1: Ah, we'll leave it a surprise, okay. but we've got it. We've got a surprise in story. For I'm sure so for you excited. For five, it's so.
0: it's going to be a special edition. It's our first edition. one.
1: Very cool. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Mallory, tell them where they can find us.
0: You guys can find us at www.casualswinger.com or as Casual Swinger on Twitter, Cassidy, SLS, and Instagram.
1: She got it. Hey, <laughs> happy Halloween, everybody. Thanks for playing. We'll see you soon.